Hi, it's Sean, and welcome to another episode of Shortcuts, a podcast about Islam Law, featuring conversations and interviews with people in our community, Islam Law business partners, and people who make Islam Law what it is. Today's guest is Alicia Sheridan. She's the president and CEO of Building Blocks. Building Blocks is Islam Law's nonprofit of the month for December. And now, here's our conversation. So, um, my name is Alicia Sheridan. I have been with Building Blocks for six years now. I am a speech pathologist by trade. So, I grew wow. up in Kentucky and um, went to UK, graduated from UK. Um, very exciting time um, and began work in Lexington. Then when we had small children, uh, we decided to move back home. And so we want to be closer to the grandparents. They were missing those milestones. And so we want to make sure that um, they had time with their grandchildren. Uh, about a year later, my parents decided to move to Louisville. <laughs> There's a sign there, you know. Uh, but no, we, um, I started working in the school districts at that time and uh, thought I would have the school district schedule, uh, which is kind of a misnomer. It, it, yeah. You are very busy when you work in the school districts. And so I found a lot of my time after school and on weekends, but my children were able to be incorporated in all the activities and they just became school personnel kids you know and they learned how to volunteer a great deal yeah. um, in that time I started working in the special ed uh, working with children with disabilities and um, served as a consultant for the school district and then we had a um, superintendent who came in who said in Kentucky I want to start a school from ground up for three and four year olds I know how important it is to have these kids school ready so when they enter kindergarten they have the tools that they need and I need my kindergartens to be ready for the kids they're getting and he said I, I want you to head that task force and wow. so I said okay and it was exciting. It was three years. We had uh, preschools in all our elementary schools, and so we brought all that together underneath one roof. And um, it was a $10 million facility, but what I said to him is, if the programming on the inside isn't as good as the bricks and mortar, it's not worth it. I need you to guarantee me five years of funding. So at that point, uh, we started working very hard on the quality of the programming that was happening inside the building. Uh, it was beautiful. We had um, great school readiness scores. We had um, children who were being identified early as needing some extra supports. Um, maybe not special education, but just a little extra time to, to close those gaps. Um, I was served as principal of that school for five years, and uh, at that time, a uh, search committee sought me out and said, hey, do you, have you seen this job position open? And um, I laughed and said, I have got a couple of people that might be interested, and they said, oh, would you consider it? And so um, I laughed and said, I'm going to retire here. I'm good. You know, this is my, this is my home. Um, but uh, after a few conversations, they pulled my heartstrings and said, um, you know, the impact that you could have uh, on several counties uh, would be would be beneficial to our families and children, and that pulled the heart. And I said, okay, let's see what we've got. And so I hopped across the river, and now we cover 28 counties in southern Indiana. So wow. we stretch from east to west of the southern tip to provide services. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's called Building Blocks. Yes. Uh, we'll get into the name change. It's now called Building Blocks. We'll talk about that here in a second, but it's kind of defined. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, and there may be a few listening to us right now who aren't familiar with building blocks, 
what it is you guys do. Two easy ways to say anything that's early childhood, anything from prenatal to five years of age, we can resource you to whomever you need to be in touch with. So if you have a child underneath that age and you have a concern or you have an issue or you're a child care provider and you, you want to know information about, we're the place that you can go, the one-stop shop. So we, we may not provide every service, but we're able to connect you to people and do it in a way that is a true uh, handoff uh, okay. to someone. It's our main focuses are affordability, accessibility, and quality of care. So uh, as a parent, if you're like, oh my gosh, this is my first child, I don't know even where to start on finding a child care, uh, we have a database that we can you can come in or you can email us and we will take a bunch of questions and then spit out a list of about 30 places that fit the criteria that you have for where, so then you can go visit those sites. Nice. Um, in Vandenberg County, we're able to provide vouchers, so if you need help affording childcare, then we have a system that we can walk you through to see if the state would pay and support you with a voucher for your childcare. Wow. Um, and then quality, we want to make sure that it's not babysitting, that's early learning. So while we have no children underneath our care, um, we are working with the sites that do. And so we have um, 88 classrooms right now that we work with to make sure that curriculum is being implemented and that they're monitoring the students and the progress that they're making. Um, as a parent, if you're paying upwards of $215 a week for child care, you really want to get something for what you're paying for. And yeah. um, it's it's wonderful. We love on our kids um, but and we expose them all day long, but let's take it to the next level and truly make it early learning. Make it to where they're prepared for school. Um, and it starts at birth. You know, we, we, can t we can trace geometry all the way back to infancy of what we're doing and exposing them to at that age. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know, uh, there's a, I tell people all the time, when the child says their first word, mm -hmm. you know, it's a year of age. And so that, you know, the parents are always waiting for, is it going to be mommy? Is it going to be daddy? Is it going to be choo-choo train? Whatever. Mm -hmm. um, that's their first word after a year. But at a year, they understand upwards of 1,500 words. Wow. And so to know that they're sponges, they're soaking all of that in. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of sounds um, in other languages like Russian, you know, so you they have a glottal stop. So whenever they, that's why it sounds so hard whenever mm -hmm. you listen to the Russian language. Um, whenever you're a child, you have, at birth, you have all those sounds in your repertoire, but whenever the parents are talking back and forth to their child and whenever they're Googling and gurgling and doing all the babbling, when you don't reinforce that glottal stop in the English language, it disappears. So everything that you're doing as a parent, everything you're doing if you're in care of a child, impacts where they are at three, where they are at four, and then ultimately where they begin that school year. So a wide range mm -hmm. of things that you guys see and a huge territory, 28 counties. That's amazing. So it was called 4C of Southern Indiana. So when I came on board, of course, I was like, okay, 4C. Yeah. Community Coordinated Child Care. Well, ultimately, or immediately, people would say, Okay, so do you take infants? <laughs> so right. you know, we are in a child care. Yeah. You know? um, it, it was a great name. There are other people that are named 4Cs um, across Kentucky, Indiana, Illinois. Uh, but we really didn't fit what we were doing. You know, and uh, it, the evolution of where the organization started 48 years ago. Wow. Yeah, it's been incorporated that long. Wow. Uh, but where it started, it, it's just evolved. And so we got to a place where like, well, this really doesn't fit what we're doing. Um, then about two years ago, three, no, it's been about three years ago, the state changed how that they were funding and how they were writing some of the work that was being done across the state. At that time, we held two state contracts. 
those went to national level instead of local level. Mm. And when they did, we lost those contracts, which was the perfect timing. We spent a year saying all the things that we didn't do anymore. Mm. Um, and so we thought, you know what? Let's let's think about changing the name and how perfect is building blocks. Yeah, uh, you'll see that we have four blocks, and the four blocks are representation of the community that we work with, the childcare providers that we work with, the parents that we work with, and then ultimately the impact of the children that nice. we're that we're. Um, providing services for okay. so you know building blocks perfect for building the foundation for um, it's it is a, a beautiful thing that in less than a year and a half it rolls off people's tongues it's yeah. just natural for us to be building blocks that's awesome how big of a staff do you have Oh, we have 25 employees right now okay so yeah it's wow. it's it's an uptick you know and and again it's um, we never want to um, sacrifice quality of the services that we provide, and we spend a lot of time in communication. And we have four departments, and so within those four departments, it's constant communication about okay. how can we become more efficient? Um, do we have any holes? Are there any concerns about what we're not able to provide? Uh, we have a lot of um, community funders, so while we hold um, to state contracts, we have two departments that depend on fundraising, and they're huge. I mean, we um, currently are working with uh, one project to where the um, it's solely focused on program review. So we know a lot of our businesses struggle with business models, sustainability. Um, child care, most child care people go into child care because they love children, right. and they they know how to do children, and they know developmentally appropriate practices. But the business side of things, maybe not their strength, you know. And so uh, being able to keep alive the business uh, is something they struggle with. So we're partnering with it with now through a, a pilot program, trying to work with USI, work with different places, uh, working with the chambers to be able to say, okay, what can we do for these, these sites that will make them sustainable long term and not gouge the price of the, the child care and be able to pay um, appropriate wages for their staff members, those types of things. So, wow. um, okay. And then all the way down to the classroom. You know, are we providing the services that say that if little Johnny can't do math one-to-one -one correspondence, do we know that? And then how do we fix that before they hit the kindergarten doors? How are you guys funded? So, um, we, like I said, we have two state contracts, so um, we run underneath those. Then we have a federal grant that helps us with incarcerated parents, so okay. we're able to um, to service, hoping to uh, reduce recidivism, so that we have that con family connection that they, they want to make better choices mm -hmm. uh, upon release. Uh, but then, um, almost two million of ours is fundraising, okay. and so it is, uh, we diversify that. We have a lot of wonderful partners in our community. Uh, Welburn has instilled a, a great deal of trust with us, and so uh, when I came on board, uh, they they initially funded some of our new thoughts and innovative practices, and when they did, they've seen it take off, and nice. then we've had other um, community members who have now seen a year of that data that are coming back and going, how am I part of that? How do we get how do we get that in our community? Because that's going to change the needle of what we're seeing. We have superintendents coming back now and saying. Listen, my kindergarten retention rates, my special education referral rates for kindergarten are way too high. What you know? How can we get some of that data that you're talking about to reduce that as a cost benefit to our our school district as a whole? Right. And so then we have community partners who come in and say, okay, we see the worth 
now that how do we help partner with you and how do we help support you in sustaining this long enough to get it uh, into policy at a state level. You guys have a board of directors? Then? We do. Okay. We have a 14-member board. Okay. And um, they are diverse as they come. I think we have uh, two members that are actually early childhood backgrounds. Okay. Uh, but we need those those holes filled. Uh, you know, and we have um, legal, financial, uh, marketing. We have all a variety of people who are sitting on the board, but we're actually looking for new board members right now. So okay. um, anybody that would be interested in serving or learning more about our organization, I'd love to speak with them. Okay. Um, and then to the level of volunteers, we have such a need. Um, Post-COVID, we have seen a lot of people shying away from in-person volunteering and things like that, but um, we're in the need. We could use 100 volunteers right now. Wow. Uh, today, we could okay. use 100 volunteers. And um, we have clerical stuff for those that really don't want to deal with the littles, but then we also have opportunities to be in the classroom with the littles. The future of your organization, what, what do you see down the road? that you'll be able to do for the kids. Our focus right now is on the next five years um, of really getting this pilot underway uh, to um, represent that we can duplicate what we're doing in Southern Indiana uh, as a means to potential change across the state of Indiana. Um, some of the best practices, how do we implement them and how do we make it affordable to implement those. So that's where our team has really got our heads right now is, is We've identified that as a nonprofit. That's what you do. You identify a problem, you work on it. We're uh, more about, instead of relief work and band-aid work, infrastructure work. So we want to make sure that we make the changes that are sustainable, but that doesn't take us to run it so that we can walk away from it. And as we get towards those last few years in this pilot, the next five, so let's say in 2026, we'll be thinking, okay, where's our next issue? What have we unearthed through this process that we now need to guide our focus on? So never changing. We hope we hope to be able to help more with the vouchers um, and a larger footprint there, uh, but that's a state decision. Um, our resource and referral just making stronger and stronger connections with our community every community that we're working in so that we are um, when when we had the the loss of state contracts before we changed our name it was asked of me it, they i had several funders come back and said alicia if 4c was gone tomorrow who would notice mm. and i looked around and i thought you know what we're doing great work great work but in six months I don't know how much we would be missed. Wow. And so at that point, I thought, no, we have to do work that's crucial and critical that everybody is turning back around and saying, okay, call building blocks. Why isn't building blocks at this table? Even if it's a non-early childhood issue on the surface, I can guarantee you I can draw a line to how early childhood will impact the issues that are happening pervasively in our communities. We've covered a lot. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about related to building blocks? And you know, it's just at any time that we can hear a good word, if anybody has a success story, okay. it's always nice for us to hear. Um, so that that would be the only thing would, um, along with the volunteers and that piece of it. But, Absolutely. you know, we've had um, a person call me the other day um, that was getting an award, and she said, you know, I, I, I get to give to a charitable organization. And she said, you were the on top of my mind. And she said, because I know the impact that you guys are having. Very cool. Well, again, we're so excited to be working with you guys as our nonprofit of the month for December. Thank you for taking the time to be on our program and for the big impact you guys are making in our communities. That's so awesome. 
Uh, appreciate your time. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Sean. You've been listening to Shortcuts, a podcast about Eastland Mall, and our guest today has been Alicia Sheridan, the president and CEO of Building Blocks, Eastland Mall's nonprofit of the month for December. For more information on Building Blocks, visit them online at buildingblocks.net. You can keep the conversation going 24 hours a day, seven days a week on the Isla Mall social media network at The Isla Mall for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also listen to past episodes of Shortcuts on the mall's website, shopislamall.com. And of course, we can't wait till the very next time we see you shopping at Isla Mall.